Welcome to The Gone Show, the show where my guests and I explore anything and anyone that is now gone or might as well be. On tonight's episode, we'll be cracking open a canned conversation about pull tabs. And now, joining the world and beyond from The Gone Show studio in the American Midwest, the host of The Gone Show, Bannon Backus. Good evening and thank you for joining us for this episode of The Gone Show. Tonight, my guests are Jay Stewart, who is a brain in a jar. And this brain in a jar is happy to be back. John Mad Jack Mitten, who passed away in the United Kingdom nearly 200 years ago and now manifests himself as an oversized mouth and mustache, is also joining us in the studio tonight. Nearly 200 years ago. My word, where does the time go? And last but not least, cosmonaut Stanislaw Kapustin is joining us too. On behalf of Mother Russia and myself, it is good to be here. How old are you, Stanislaw? John, that's irrelevant. Well, just a moment ago, you were perfectly content to spell out my age. The difference is that you're dead. Point taken, but I would appreciate not being alone in suffering. Reminders of one's age. It may surprise you, but on extraordinarily rare occasions, I am not above a certain level of vanity. Lighten up, John. I don't even see one gray hair in your oversized, semi-transparent mustache. And if it were not for me lacking almost an entire face, I would surely thank the Almighty for such efforts to save face. For an oversized mouth and mustache, you look very dignified. Thank you, organ suspended in liquid. Stanislaw Kapustin would be happy to share his age with you. However, like my relationship status, it's complicated. As a result of my many travels through outer space, my age has been uncommonly affected by special relativity. What in the name of George III are you talking about? The science of special relativity that Stanislaw is talking about is probably a bit beyond the grasp of someone from your day and age, John. Would it be possible for you to be slightly more condescending? Sure, Stanislaw is talking about a science inconceivable to someone like you who can barely fight the instinct to drag his knuckles on the ground. Ew, that's much better. Thank you. My pleasure. On to our topic for tonight. Tonight we'll be talking about the pull tab, which was introduced in the early 1960s and allowed people to open cans of beer and soda without the aid of a can opener. We would always refer to that sort of can opener as a church key. Right. Beer can openers were often referred to as church keys. Stanislaw Kapustin never understood why that name was given to such a device. As an accomplished drinker, allow me to explain. 
a church key grants access to a religious experience. And as an accomplished fornicator, I declare that you could use the same term for the key to a chastity belt. Are you through? Not quite. I now am forced to contemplate a chastity belt that incorporates some manner of pull tab. Yes, I do believe there's something to this idea that's quite refreshing. We'll be right back. On a hot day, there's nothing quite like a nice breeze. And, to that end, the fan has come a long way. From its humble beginnings as a handheld leaf to the bladeless fans of today, the fan is constantly evolving. And now, it's time for the fan's next step in evolution. Introducing the Breath of God Fan. The Breath of God Fan is a fan unlike any you've ever used. Developed jointly by MIT scientists and the Vatican, it's difficult to explain how this fan works, but it's easy to describe how it can work for you. Simply visit the Breath of God Fan website and pay a one-time registration fee of $99.95. And as soon as you click the submit button, a gentle, refreshing breeze will instantly and forever blow throughout your home. No electricity, no unit to clean, no storage. In a sense, no fan. Just the breeze that you need from a source that you cannot imagine. And if you register today, you'll receive a second Breath of God fan for your car, free. That's right, you'll never have to touch the thermostat controls in your car ever again. So act now. The Breath of God fan, your biggest fan, is now the last fan that you'll ever buy. Hey Todd, great party! Thanks Vanessa. I am so glad that you don't have a chocolate or cheese fountain. Yeah, they've become passe, haven't they? That's for sure. Nowadays, the only place for a chocolate or cheese fountain is at a child's birthday party. A poor child's birthday party, that is. <laughs> I hear that. You made the right choice by buying a meat volcano. Yeah, whereas chocolate and cheese fountains are limited to liquids, the meat volcano can move food with chunks in it like chili, crab dip, salsa, and more. The powerful but quiet motor in the meat volcano easily moves the food that's rolled down to its base back into the center of the device and up through the top vent, where it can begin to roll down the exterior again. And, needless to say, its fun miniature volcano shape makes for a great conversation piece. And there's nothing quite like letting a saucy meat gently rush over a chip or a cracker. You can say that again. Well, I'm going to take another trip to the meat volcano. You know, I'm glad that I haven't been a virgin in a very long time. Otherwise, being that close to a volcano might make me nervous. <laughs> no worries. Thanks to the meat volcano, when it comes to throwing a great dinner party, I don't have to sacrifice anything or anyone. The meat volcano is available in sizes for both personal and commercial use. Look for the meat volcano wherever quality kitchenware is sold. Welcome back to The Gone Show. Welcome back to The Gone Show. Joining me in the studio tonight are Jay Stewart, John Mitten, and Stanislaw Kapustin. And we're doing our best to discuss pull tabs. Now, 
Of course, if the pull tab that we're talking about has a flaw, it's that it's intended to be completely separated from its can. Stanislaw Kapustin has been told by his older colleagues that in the 1970s, the floor of Baikonur Cosmodrome was consistently covered in pull tabs. And from what beverage did most of those pull tabs come from, Stanislaw? Dr. Pepper. Uh, that makes sense. Uh, a cosmonaut would need more than just one flavor. But I imagine 23 would be just about right. Stanislaw Kapustin does like to think that a cosmonaut's palate is among the most refined. And why is that? Classified. Alright. Well, as Stanislaw indicated, the additional opportunity for littering that the pull tab afforded is what led to its eventual downfall, not to mention its health risks, to cosmonauts and everyone else. Uh, I see. According to my research, it wasn't uncommon to walk on a beach in the 1970s and cut your foot on a pull tab. I also found record of at least one child having died in the mid-1970s after accidentally swallowing a pull tab. As a matter of fact, I once had a close shave involving the cork to a bottle of brandy. One evening, I was playing host to a baroness, and the time had come to open another bottle of brandy. But, and here's the rub, both of my hands were otherwise occupied, if you know what I mean. Stanislaw Kapustin is reading you loud and clear. So, I decided to use a bit of mouth muscle on the old cork. However, a devil must have been living inside that cork, because it ended up lodged in my throat. Fortunately, this particular baroness had a quite muscular mouth herself, and through an act of medicinal suction, she was able to remove the blockage. Oh my. In the end, the entire debacle turned out to be a blessing in disguise. The incident led to a not small amount of sympathy on the part of my lady friend, which in turn led to quite an evening of sexual intercourse. Good God, John, we get it, okay? Too much detail? Well, despite being dead now, we're very glad that you didn't pass away that night. I don't know, I know that after the cork comes out, you're supposed to let it breathe, but in this case... Ew, very droll. Alright, before any mouth muscles in the studio get fatigued, we'll get to what replaced the pull tab, and that is the stay-on tab, or stay-tab, which is what I think most people today are familiar with when it comes to opening aluminum beverage cans. What type of beverage can was that? Aluminum. Never heard of it. You've never heard of aluminum? The metal? Ew, I see. You're mispronouncing the word aluminium. No, I'm correctly pronouncing the word aluminum. That's not really how you pronounce aluminium over here in the colonies, is it? 
The colonies? Yes, that's exactly how we pronounce it here in the colonies. It's spelled differently too. It's called American English. Good lord, we give you Yanks a perfectly wonderful language. And this is what you do with it. In Russia, we pronounce it alumini. There, you see? I even like that better than the way you grunt it. Colonist. All right, fascinating. Thank you, Dead Limey. Can we move on now? You no longer answer to us. Who's stopping you? Anyway, the inventor of the Stay On tab that so many of us enjoy today was an engineer by the name of Daniel Kudzik. Engineering is a noble profession. As it cause me not, Stanislaw Kapustin has seen many engineers solve many problems with only a calculator and a pencil. Yeah, I've always been jealous of what they're able to accomplish. Um, as a cosmonaut, can you remember a specific time when an engineer was able to help you out of a jam with just a calculator and a pencil? Stanislaw Kapustin remembers the time when exactly that happened. I was performing routine maintenance in a dimly lit area of Baikonur Cosmodrome, when all of a sudden, my flashlight went dead. Fortunately, I was working with an engineer, and she gave me the battery from her calculator to use in my flashlight. Then she noticed that I hadn't written my initials on my flashlight, so she let me use her pencil to do that too. Poor lighting in any kind of industrial setting can be very dangerous. I'm grateful you were able to survive that incident unharmed. Oh yes, if I had nails, I'd be biting them. Why, if you had run afoul of one of those pull tabs in the dark, well, it's best not to think about it. And it's even better to not talk about it. Jay actually brings up a point that I wanted to mention. According to my research, about a decade and a half after Kudzik invented the stay-on tab in 1975, it prevented more than 4 million tons of aluminum from being wasted. Aluminium, you say? Uh, No, John. He was using the American English spelling and pronunciation. Oh, my mistake. Yes, John, the American English pronunciation. And here's another example. I would never call you a wanker. Here, I call you an asshole. Aren't the differences between cultures fascinating? Aren't they just... Okay, well, before we end tonight's show, does anyone have any final thoughts on pull tabs? They seem to be a great invention that was made just a little better. Engineers, is there nothing that they cannot shed light on? John? Don't look at me. I'm not going to say another word, lest my head get bitten off. Music to my ears. To my guests and listeners, thank you. And until next time, good evening and good gone. The Gone Show was produced, created, performed, and written by Bannon Backus. The Gone Show is a presentation of BoomTube, B-O-O-M-T-O-O-B. All rights are reserved. Visit BoomTube online at BoomTube.com and Facebook.com slash BoomTube Network.